Hey guys, welcome back to my channel, uh, Mental Health is Wealth. This is day three of a five-day YouTube challenge that I'm doing. Um, that being said, I made the decision uh, about a day ago that I want to continue this even past the five-day mark. I think it's been super therapeutic to me and I've really received an outpour of support and uh, people just kind of sharing their stories. So I'm seeing that it's resonating with people, even if it's only a few people, um, that's more than I could have ever hoped for. So uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to continue doing this. Um, I woke up a little earlier this morning, probably like 5.30. I, for whatever reason, couldn't fall back asleep. So I figured I'd maximize my time by just thinking about some of the topics I'd like to cover in the future. Um, I mentioned in the last episode, I'd like to do interviews as well. So that's definitely still on the table. Um, but in the meantime, um, until I do receive people that want to share their stories, I'm more than happy to share mine and uh, just speak on topics that I think are relevant to everybody. Um, this morning I came up with probably about 15 uh, different topics of conversation and all of those will be given their own individual episodes uh, just so I can really delve deeper into the content <clears throat> and uh, perhaps share some personal stories uh, regarding each topic. This episode is going to be a personal story and it relates to my relationship between mental health, physical fitness, as well as nutrition. I want to separate nutrition and physical fitness because at least from my story, I would say that they are in two different realms. So to paint a little picture here, um, when I was younger, I may have had a little extra weight on me, but I was, I was the big kid at school. Like I was, I was taller than everyone else and whatnot. Um, so for me, I was kind of able to hold the weight. It was only if I like took my shirt off, I'd be like self-conscious about it. Um, and then that was kind of how I was up until like, I don't know, middle school, sixth grade. Then I lost some weight. I was like lean, kind of gained some weight early in high school. And then I lost it and I kept it off like through college. Um, I was really physically fit. I felt like I was super determined to go to the gym every day to eat healthy. Um, but I wasn't eating a very restrictive diet. Um, and then I got out of college. I went to Argentina for a summer. I worked and lived with Argentinian people. It was like a fully immersive experience that was life-changing. I will be forever grateful for it. Um, but the Argentinians are, um, the majority of them are Italian and they certainly love their carbs. So even though I became like a member of a gym there and everything, you know, they eat super late as well. And you can imagine stuffing your face with carbs at 10 p.m. before going to the club at like 2 a.m. and getting back at 7 a.m. and then not having really any time to sleep. You're wired and it just kind of wreaks havoc on your body unless you're used to it. And I certainly wasn't. So I got back to um, Massachusetts after three months and I had gained like a little bit of weight, but I've been going to the gym. I've been running around Buenos Aires. Like, so I was pretty fit, but I had started to kind of slip as far as like the way that I was eating and like what I thought I could eat without gaining weight type stuff. Cause I had been lean for a good amount of time. Um, and then I would say for the next probably like two, two and a half years, I just kind of slipped, like was just eating way too much. Um, I would like drink craft beer, which is like super caloric and 
it was kind of when I was like really getting into like craft beer and stuff like that, which is an expensive habit too. So I wouldn't recommend it. But anyway, I, I gained a good amount of weight, like, but once again, I'm tall and I have like a pretty athletic body type. So I was able to kind of mask it, but you could see like, if I look back at pictures, you can kind of see it like in the face and, and whatnot. So I kind of reached like a point of no return where I was just like, I gotta do something or else like, I'm just gonna keep going down a really dark path. I, I felt really bad about myself. Um, I was kind of going to the gym. I was wicked strong because I was just like fat. So I had like more like weight to, you know, push the weights around and everything, but I felt terrible. And I, I felt like I was losing flexibility. Like my knees, I tried to play basketball and like you run up and down the court a bunch of times and you're gassed. And on top of that, your knees hurt because you're just putting so much pressure on them. So I kind of reached that point of no return. And I was like, I got to do something. Let's figure it out. So in the past, I had had a much more healthy idea of how I wanted to approach losing weight. It was obsessive, which is what I'll get into later, but it wasn't super, super macro centric to the point where I was counting all the carbs and the grams of fat and everything. It was kind of just like using my intuition to know like this food's healthy, that food's not. I'm gonna stay away from the unhealthy food and I'm only gonna eat the healthy stuff. And I'm gonna eat three meals a day. So fast forward to the age of like 25, I finally am just like, I hit that wall, I gotta do something. So I decide that I'm gonna start doing the keto diet because I keep hearing about it. And I was pretty skeptical of it at first. Like some people in my life had um, suggested it just as like, just try it. I heard about this, like you might as well give it a shot. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. So the nature of the keto diet is it's high in fat, very low in carbs. It basically forces your body to use fat instead of carbs, like the byproducts of carbs to provide energy. So you essentially eat fat to burn fat. That's the, the methodology. However, you have to be really, really careful about what you eat because you can get thrown out of being in ketosis, which is um, where your body uses fat for energy really easily. So I became super, super obsessive with food and I lost a lot of weight. I lost like 60 pounds. And on the outside, I, I looked great, like I felt great, but I was just, it was a mental battle every day to like find something new to eat. I felt like I was eating the same thing every day. I'm a really adventurous eater too. So it just really started to weigh on me. Like, do I really want to have this salad with this like high fat Italian dressing for lunch every day? Do I want to like eat this psyllium husk, which is just basically like chopped up cardboard because it has a lot of fiber and you don't get fiber from much of the foods that you eat in the keto diet. Um, so eventually it just became kind of like a mental obsession. I was, I was um, intermittent fasting too. So basically I would only eat between 12 PM and 8 PM and then 16 hours of fasting. So you can imagine I'm like obsessed about eating in this window. I'm obsessed about making sure that like all of my macronutrients are like perfect. You know, I wasn't like counting them on like an app, but like I knew, like I read the ingredients and the nutrition facts and everything. So, Basically, I just was a mess, like a mental mess, but physically I felt great. And 
I lost a bunch of weight and my friends and I were planning on doing this trip to Miami, which I was getting really excited about. However, I also was like super obsessed about the diet because I wanted to look as good as I could on the beach. Pretty vain, I know, but it's just one of those things. So one thing about the keto diet is people ask like, can you drink alcohol on it? You can't have beer or anything like that, but I learned that like liquor and stuff, like a vodka soda, that type of stuff, doesn't have carbs, which blew my mind. I thought that liquor had carbs, but I guess it doesn't. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have like a drink tonight, the night before I was gonna go, because, you know, it's just, it felt like a Thursday basically going into a Friday. That was how I felt, you know, I'm just gonna have like one drink, I'm gonna chill. I'm not really gonna eat anything though, because I wanna be as skinny as possible. So I do that, I wake up, um, I don't feel that great because I didn't have any food in there to interact with the alcohol, even though I didn't have much at all. I go to work, so I'm, I'm, the plan is to work a half day and then hop on a flight to Miami with my friends. So I'm at work, just working away and whatnot, and it gets to be like 11.30 and I start to have this like feeling of unwellness over me, kind of like dissociation. I'm feeling like I'm kind of like looking at people and they're not, they're there, but they're like, I'm not like in the same like sphere as them. Like I just felt very off. I felt unwell. And then all of a sudden I wake up and I'm in a ambulance uh, truck trying to figure out what happened. I'm super disoriented. I learned that I had a seizure while I was at work at 11.30. So literally 30 minutes before I would have left and had lunch, which I'll go into later. But basically the seizure was caused by my blood sugar just going through the floor. Like it was super, super low on account of the diet and I guess the alcohol that I had from the night before, even though it was of a very low quantity, basically forced my blood sugar to be like a third of what it should have been. So I had a seizure and when I woke up, I was super disoriented, but I felt like a, a weird tightness in my left trap muscle. So I was like, I was like, what happened? And they were asking me like, do you remember? It's like, I was like trying not to be snappy, but you know, I was thinking about Miami and I was like, no, like I have no idea what happened. Like you had a seizure and you dislocated your shoulder in the process. So I guess what happened was when you have a seizure, the best way that I can like describe it, I guess, is like, you kind of, I mean, you, it's like convulsions, right? And you kind of go like outwards, like, like my shoulders went like outwards like that. And I guess the strength of the convulsion literally ripped my arm out of the socket. So I like finally figure out like what's going on and I'm like freaking out because now I know I'm not going to Miami. So I'm super bummed about that and we go to the hospital. Um, after a long ass time, they finally popped my shoulder back in, which was one of the weirdest sounds I've ever heard. So my shoulder came out the back as opposed to the front, which like is called posterior and anterior dislocation. So basically you have 95 to like 98% of the dislocations go out the front. Mine went out the back. So I couldn't just like pop it back in. Like I needed professional help to get it back in. 
Um, and that stuff's only associated with like getting hit by lightning, having a seizure or touching an open circuit. So like anything electrical. So I figure out that, you know, I'm not going to Miami. Um, I think everything's good once they put it back in and they do some of like the neurological tests to see if I have epilepsy or something like that, which I do not. And they figure out that it was due to like low blood sugar. Although they don't tell you this because they make you wait like six months so you don't have another seizure in order to verify. But I thought that everything was good. Fast forward two days later, I'm still at my, I'm at my parents' house now, you know, cause I'm kind of in a tough spot right now, like mentally. And it's a Friday morning, which is two days after um, the first episode occurred, which was on Wednesday. And I, I'm taking my shirt off to like take a shower and like my shirt is halfway off. And then all of a sudden my arm comes out again. And I'm, my arm is literally out of the socket and my shirt is like, you know, up to my chest. And I'm like trying to figure out like how to get my arm down like this and then put my shirt back on. And I run out of the bathroom with my arm hanging out. I'm like, mom, like we gotta go to the hospital. Like my arm's out again. So then I go to UMass in Worcester and I'm not gonna lie, it was a pretty terrible experience. And uh, fortunately it led to something good, but basically they took like three hours to put my arm back in. Like they just waited and kind of left me there with no medicine or anything. They finally put it back in. This time they put me to sleep. I wake up, I'm in like a, a sling again. And they're just like, we wanna take some x-rays just to see, you know, just the, the basic protocol. And I go into this um, x-ray room with this woman. I won't put out her name, but I'll never forget your name. And she was just like, all right, we just need to take some x-rays and whatnot. So she, she does them and like, I'm just like, all right. I'm kind of like nervous because like, I feel like my arm is destabilized at this point since it came out again. So she takes the x-rays and she's like, okay, cool, cool. And then she tries to stuff my arm back into the sling and it comes out for a third time. And at this point, I'm just like, oh my God, like my arm's out, like what is going on? The nurse that was great, that helped me out during like my first like time popping it back in. She was like, that's not the way I brought them in. So I'm just tripping out at this point. They finally bring me back, pop my arm back in and send me on my way, merry way home. So at this point, it's come out three times and I've had to have professional help three times to put it back in. <sighs> and basically they said like, you need to see a specialist and I would see a specialist as soon as possible. So we organized something for another um, branch of the UMass health system in Worcester. Um, I believe it's Memorial. Anyway, um, I saw a specialist and the first thing that he says when I get there is, yeah, we're gonna need to see some x-rays. We're gonna need to do some x-rays. So I'm sweating bullets now, like I'm already traumatized from the first x-ray experience, you know, cause it was, it was so great and everything. And his explanation was that because I had a posterior dislocation, there's only like two views that you can have of it. Um, otherwise it looks like it's, you know, perfectly fine. So I had to do these two things. I'm sweating, like I'm freaking out. I finally um, 
finish up with it, like in these two like nurses or I forget exactly what their title would be, um, x-ray techs or um, whatever, but I, they were just like, okay, everything's gonna be good, honey, like no worries. And I feel kind of like, you know, whatever, I'm 26 at the time, like, should I really be tripping out like this? But I go back into the waiting room and my mom's there and the doctor comes in and she's like, so what's the news doctor? And he's just like, well, his arm is still dislocated and he's going to need surgery as soon as possible. And at this point, I just kind of like, I didn't, my jaw didn't even drop. It was just kind of like my heart sank, but like, I also felt like emotionally detached. It was kind of like Eeyore, like, oh, oh man, like what's going on? And then it kind of like hit me like, oh damn, I'm gonna have like surgery and everything, which I've had before. I've broken both of my legs, I've broken my nose. So it's not like the first time I've had this rodeo, but it was the first time in a while. It was the first time anything to do with my arm. So it was, it was new to me. So I finally get it fixed up. He also tells me that the splint that they gave me, like the, the cast that they gave me was meant for people that have like the anterior dislocation and like the way it was positioned was absolutely the worst possible way mine could be positioned. And it essentially was slowly dislocating my shoulder throughout the entire weekend. Cause I saw him the Monday after the Friday I went to UMass. So fast forward another couple days, I have my surgery, which I got a nerve block and everything, but like once 10 hours kind of let up, that was some of like the most painful physical toll that I've taken in, in recent memory, you know, because my pain tolerance is, is high. Like it's definitely high, like not like crying or anything, but just a constant, constant pain and I'm remembering that all of my friends are in Miami right now. I'm sitting on a couch perked out and the perks aren't even working. They're just like wreaking havoc on my stomach and I don't wanna eat and I can't move. And I feel like if I'm not like holding my shoulder like in the cast, like my, you know, like my shoulders kind of out like that in a crazy cast and I have to like put my hand under it because I feel like if I don't like, it's just gonna, it's just gonna fall out of the socket. So I was like in a pretty terrible place and it, and it got me thinking like, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it to be so obsessed, obsessed about like eating this diet? And like, if I had just eaten at like 11 a.m. before I left the office, my blood sugar probably would have rebounded and I would have never had the seizure and I would have been to Miami. But because I was so adamant about following these strict guidelines, which I had been basically like punishing myself with, when I look back at it, I would have never had to go through that. I would have been the same weight anyway, and I would have gone to Miami. I wouldn't have had all of the problems associated with like physical therapy. I couldn't drive for six months because I had a seizure and like, you're not allowed to drive. And then on top of that, like I had one arm. So it just really got me thinking like, if I had just loved myself a little more, if I had just thought about the fact that, you know, it's okay to have a cupcake or it's okay to eat breakfast. Like you don't have to fast through breakfast every day. Like I would have never had this experience. And I like, 
I would say that I have like 95% of my shoulder motion, but because it, um, they had to like do surgery on it, um, basically they shaved part of the bone of my humerus, which is like the long arm bone. They shaved like the side of it and had to put it up, up here, like graft it and then reattach my biceps muscle and one of my rotator cuff muscles. So because there was like bone um, <clears throat> being in the equation, it basically caused it so I can't move it past like a certain point. Um, I can move it like normally and everything like that and to the side, but like if I put it behind my back, I can't do that thing where I like twist it up and like put it along my spine. I, I can't do that. And I never will be able to do that. So that is a legacy of me allowing my anxiety and mental health issues and you know, compulsive problems to basically, I won't say like, like ruin my arm or anything like that, but I just really like put myself in a bad situation for trivial reasons and, you know, vanity, wanting to look as good as I could on the beach because I don't know, I'm, I'm 26 and I just, that, that was what I wanted at the time. It's only been a year or so, but I feel like just I've gained like a wealth of experience since then so I can reflect on this and just see the absurdity of it. But I know that there's other people out there that are trying their best to follow a really strict diet. I, I know some people that do it and I see myself in them and I, it's tough because like when, when you're so into it and you and you feel like you're working towards like these goals and everything and someone tells you like hey you might want to slow down like you might see them as like a hater or something or you know you you're just jealous that you haven't been as successful as I am at losing weight like you're just jealous you can't like create a plan and a goal and execute and whatnot but <laughs> it's so far from the truth like my parents would be like it's okay, like, you can have bread. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, and even to this day, like, I still rarely eat breakfast. If I, if I eat, like, a cheeseburger or something, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just eating this, these carbs right now. Like, but then I have to check myself and be like, look, you remember what happened last time you got like this? And on top of it, it's delicious. Like, you should allow yourself to enjoy life's simple pleasures and not beat yourself up about it. And even if I eat like 10 cheeseburgers and I gain like five pounds, like the next day I can just eat healthy. Like it doesn't, it doesn't require me to beat myself up mentally, like raise my anxiety levels and just ruin my day, frankly. Um, it, just, it just doesn't make sense. And I, I hope that this um, story kind of lets people know who might be having problems with dietary restrictions and everything. And this is assuming like, I'm not bashing keto. I know it's good for people who um, have like celiacs or if they're epileptic or if they have diabetes. I've seen it be good for some people. So I'm not knocking it, but I don't have any of those problems. I just kind of thought of it as a fast way to lose a lot of weight. And I certainly did, but I also bore the consequences of it when I had a seizure and blew out my shoulder and couldn't drive for six months. I had to live with my parents, couldn't really do anything. Taking a shower was like terrifying. Just all that stuff, it just really wasn't worth it. So I, I hope that if, especially during quarantine where people are like, they might be less active and, and they're feeling like, you know, 
I'm really worried that I'm gonna gain a bunch of weight. So in order to compensate for my lack of exercise, I'm just gonna not eat or I'm gonna eat so restrictively that you know the weight's just gonna shed itself and I'm gonna look like, uh, you know, I just came out of solitary confinement. Like that's not healthy either, especially if you're indoors all day, like not only physically, but also mentally, like those walls are gonna start closing in. You're gonna get really sick of the food you're eating. Um, and you're just gonna like view food not as something that brings joy, but as more functional. And I know like in some professions like bodybuilding, that's like a thing, but I'm not a bodybuilder and most people aren't. So I think that at least for me, I really needed to reassess my relationship with food, even fitness too, because I obsessively was doing cardio but I consider that like the lesser of the evils because at least with that, I was releasing like endorphins and stuff. Whereas with this food, like it was purely functional. All I wanted to do was eat like what I had to eat. Um, like I would, I would, I was eating less than like 20 grams of carbs a day. So I'd be like, I substituted literally everything that I loved that was carbs with something else. And like, sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were fine, but I just didn't like enjoy eating. It just felt like a chore. And for me, at least like carbs are an essential macronutrient. So I, I was denying myself like something that really like my body runs well on. My body ran well in ketosis, but I think it's all about balance and um, striking that balance can be really difficult, but it's, it's necessary. And sometimes you need to ask yourself those hard questions like, yeah, I'm getting results, but like at what cost? So anyway, guys, I know I'm ranting at this point, but I hope that you enjoyed uh, this little anecdote of mine. Um, it definitely affected my life in a major way. And I hope that nobody else has to go through this if possible, especially if you're doing the keto diet, but any diet really, um, or if you're just feeling kind of messed up about the fact that you can't exercise the way that you want to. Um, this is all gonna pass, even if it doesn't seem like it because there's a lot of uncertainty. I just want you guys to know that there's support everywhere. I support you. Feel free to reach out to me. I have a wealth of knowledge about nutrition and whatnot and uh, what not to do with nutrition because I'm case in point, exhibit A, what not to do on the keto diet. So uh, with that being said, love you guys. Please let me know if there's anything else you wish for me to speak on and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.